Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsor Studios. This is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. If you got to fear the unknown, it's a good thing to know what's coming. Really. I mean, if, if there's any way you can possibly have certainty about the future, wouldn't we want to take that? <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. I mean, it's come safe. on. I think fear of the no- unknown affects all of us. Yeah. And there's a, there's a lot of people when it comes to eternity that kind of have a lick of finger, stick it in the air kind of an approach. Sure. You hear this, uh, what's that old Billy Joel song? I'd rather laugh with the sinners and cry with the saints. Yeah. The sinners have much more fun because oh, only the good, good die young. Mm-hmm. But here's the funny thing about that. Did you know that when it, there is an impending uh, collision, accident, a time of um, abrupt turmoil in any society at any time, the person's actual natural response is to say, oh, God. Hmm. So okay. there's this deep sense in which, and that's not a cuss word then. No, no. I that's just to a straight up God. <laughs> yes. yes. So we can we can talk like this. But life is short. It yeah. comes at you fast. We lost a local broadcaster here in Chicagoland who, a lot of years here, Super Die. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of years here. Mm-hmm. And uh, he etched um, a path of influence that was a big one for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, the reality is death comes at you fast. Yeah. And I, I don't know how many days we have. As you're listening right now, I don't know how many days you have, but here's what I know. The things that we can have certainty about and assurance about, we need to have that. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to eternity and where we're going and whether or not we stand with God and he stands with us, what do you say we get that together? I think for the most important things in our entire lives, yeah, we should probably know and have some certainty about what's going on there, which we can. And being afraid of an eternity separated from God is a great motivation to walk with his son. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great motivation. God used envy to transform Jewish people's hearts back mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. He right. used spiritual envy to do that. So guys, I want to tell you something right now. Boom crew, hear me. God is, God is on the move today, and this is how he's going to be moving. He's going to be confirming or denying whether or not you stand with him and he stands with you. We've got nine central passages of Scripture. It comes off of a blog, and I'm going to break these down. We're going to talk about them as a team, and we're going to expose these things, and here's why. It is an awesome thing to get out of this wishy-washy stuff. As a matter of fact, here is a really cool thing. If you are a parent of of an adult kid or a kid of any age, or you got a friend and you're really kind of wondering yourself, man, I wonder where they stand with God. And maybe you just can't even bring the conversation up. This is a non-judgmental, great way for a friend or family member to get some wisdom about where your friend stands or your loved one or your child, and you're broken heart about them. Because I got to tell you right now, these nine break it down. And here's what's great. It's not this us sitting around here postulating, well, if you walk down an aisle and how, you know, I've heard this discussion before. How sincere were they? Hmm. Were there tears? Well, guys, there's tears at, at Katy Perry concerts. Okay. We got to be careful with that. You're not wrong. I mean, we got to be, tears doesn't mean much. Tears doesn't mean anything. Yeah. We got to be careful with that stuff. So God is on the move. 
and he wants to be moving in your heart. How do you know you stand with God? Coming up, we're going to get our first of, we're not tackling all nine today. I'm going to get two, <laughs> two, I'm going to get two and a half verses a day this week. Sounds good. I like it. Two and a half. Gets good. Yeah, yeah. you got to get the halves in there somewhere. I like the half, don't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll get, uh, we'll get a couple. We'll get one coming up here, though, that comes right out of the chute. How you can know you stand with God? Let me give you a hint. Same way Abraham did. Mm. We'll tell you about it straight ahead. Going from believers of Jesus to followers of Jesus. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Boom Crew, I love you enough to tell you the truth here, right? You got to know if you stand with God and he stands with you. And let me be this bold. Let me tell you a secret. I'm looking over my shoulders here. Talking to you, Boom Crew. Sometimes in my spiritual journey, I will wonder. I wonder if I'm born again. A real question. Yeah. Oh, that no that thought'll that thought'll come into my brain and here's the deal. Mm. I want you to know this boom crew. I immediately snap out of that thing the minute I go to God's word in my mind and go, "Whoa. Yes, I am God's kid." And here's why we got to be armed this way. You're going to do knucklehead stuff. Knucklehead stuff. Just like Young Thunder. Yep. Same thing. I do it. It's true. <laughs> Especially Super Die. Oh, hello. I didn't want yeah, to leave too. you Hello. And Carl. And really <laughs> Allie. Yeah. Because oh, she's well, gone yeah. today, so I'm going to take some shots Yeah, you can do it. But we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna mess up. Yeah. And sometimes if you're really... If you really get convicted by God, sometimes you'll be, now, how can a born-again person do that? That's crazy. Mm. I mean, if you're really honest with yourself. Now, if you're just a self-justifying Pharisee, these questions never come into your mind. <laughs> You've never once asked yourself. No, wait, no, wait, wait a minute, that's a problem. No, really. I mean, there's a problem. If you're just a spiritualized goomba, yeah. you never think about these things. No. By the way, which is one of the best indications Hmm. That you are probably for sure born again if you're asking, man, where do I really stand with God? I got to make sure this is right. Yeah. Now, I I have a question I want to ask this. Do you think that uh, do you think that it's it's never okay to not ask that question? What do you mean, never okay? Yeah, sorry. So it's like, ask. I think because we're talking about double. being, yeah, because if you're not asking that question, you're saying you probably, you know, we're relating it to Pharisee. Oh, no, 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 no. You can get such assurance in salvation that you aren't asking this question okay. all the time. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't think I've asked that question of my salvation in maybe seven, eight, nine, 10, 14 years. Yeah. I don't know. I can't even think of a time. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, you can go a long time. You can settle it once and for all that yeah. you know you stand with God and he stands with you, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so coming up here, if if um, if there was a guy that is called the father of all who believe and his faith was a template for <laughs> for how we find faith. You should probably see what that guy was should, doing. Should we yeah. check out what this guy was up to? I uh, think so. We might, yeah. This is our first text, and I will explain it, and it echoes all through the Bible. Starts in Genesis 15, goes all the way through Romans 4. What is it? Why is it so important? Coming up. Gotta go into work? Don't worry. Check out the Carl and Crew Showcast wherever you like to stream. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. 
I love it. In uh, Romans 4.16, it says clearly, the Apostle Paul says that Abraham is the father of all who believe. Now, here's why that's so important. Abraham's life becomes a template for authentic faith. And it's such a powerful, anchored, strongly, uh, how do I say this? This is such core good theology, a study of God and how his economy works. Because in just these few words, we find, oh, wow, this is the essence of salvation. It's found here in Romans 4, actually verse 3. For what does Scripture say? Paul is writing, looking back to Genesis 15. Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. That's a lot going on there, isn't it? Yes, I mean, there is a lot. That's a lot going on there. Because it's, uh, do we think that this is referring to mere intellectual belief? It's absolutely sure. not. <laughs> no, it's not at all. No. Not in the least. It is referring to belief of a couple of things that are super tangible, but outside of his reach. So if you go back to Genesis 15, let me just read here a little bit. After these things, verse 1 of chapter 15, this is really cool. This is how you know you stand with God and he stands with you. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Fear not, Abram. I'm your shield, your reward. And it shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, This man shall not be your heir. For your very son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward the heaven and number the stars if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Now at this point, Abraham hadn't verbalized his faith. It hadn't gone in motion. But inside his heart, he was set apart for a relationship with God. And then verse 6 says, and he believed the Lord and he counted it to him as righteousness. So the question you got to ask is, what in the world did Abraham believe God for? What did he believe him for? We believed him for the fact that God had promised him something. He said, I'm going to make your descendants as numerous as the stars. They will be my people. And Abraham believed him, even though there was no realistic, logical path towards that. Yeah, no, I, I love that. Here's the deal, guys. I want to tell you this right now. It is vital to know this. Abraham believed God that for things that were unimaginable and totally unattainable. Mm -hmm. He couldn't do it. There was no possible way he could take hold of these things. He just couldn't. No. And it is incumbent on us to understand that one of the greatest evidences of knowing that you stand with God is if you can say, I believe that God's plan for life is the best and that God alone can turn my life around like he did Abraham's, the father of all who believe, and that you can't receive this apart from God. Abraham was pinned. He looked at the stars in the sky and he's like, there's no way I'm going to get that, right? No way. He's, there's no way I'm going to take hold of that. Yeah. And God said, but I'm going to give it to you. 
and he believed. Mm -hmm. It's total abandonment and surrender to the God who flung those stars in space. Do you believe that God that way? When you believe God for the things that you cannot achieve and the things that you cannot imagine, and you say, God, I'm asking you to make me that dad. God, I'm asking you to make me that person. God, I'm asking you to pull out of the shadows all the sin and junk in my life. I'm believing you. Now you're on the right road. Ever wonder what happens when the mics are off? Find out on Carlin Crew Mornings Facebook and Instagram. Not much different. No. Not much different. Nah, sometimes we got some cool stuff going on back here. Yeah, but I mean, we're pretty much the same people. Off yeah, the oh yeah, song. there's no difference in who we are. It's just extra. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> there's just more. <laughs> I'm sorry, is that why we do that? <laughs> yeah. I said it's I'm the sorry. mustard. Why not, you go ahead, mustard. take it away. Yeah, well, I was going to say, you hear us on the mics. Off the mics, we are the exact same personality, but there's more stuff going on. I thought that on. it was me and something different. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little mustard. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, go check us out on social media. We've got some good stuff. Yeah, we got uh, we got the... We, we got the four attributes of a disciple that are up there from last yeah. week. So go Good check stuff. it out. Carl and Crew, Carl with a K, Carl and Crew at Instagram and Facebook. Check it out. Okay, uh, this is really a cool little passage here we're going to get into. We're talking this week about nine ways to know you stand with God and he stands with you. And when you read these, what I've taken is these little scriptures. And I've written kind of a little bullet summation of them in the blog but I would encourage you to dive right in and read this thing. But this was our verses for our college that oh, I went cool. to, Bible college. So really? Okay. Yeah. It's now called Multnomah University. Ah. But back in the day, it was... Multnomah Bible College? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And right. the, the president, John G. Mitchell, this guy was a man of the word. And he would get up. He was in his... I think he was in his late 80s, early 90s. And he would teach uh, spiritual life to the whole campus. And he'd get up there every morning, and his first thing was, Students, why aren't you reading your Bibles? <laughs> and he would begin that All way. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> but then he would wax on the joy of mm. jumping into the Word. That's awesome. And he was Aww. one of the most compelling dudes you could ever imagine. Mm. Just a righteous guy. But this was it. So um, we were called the Multnomah Ambassadors. Oh, okay. Okay? Nice. And here it is. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. By the way, these are the two verses for this second way you can know you stand with God and he stands with you. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Now, look what you're an ambassador of. Listen to this. God making his appeal through us, Paul says. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So our theme song was, We're ambassadors for Christ. We're ambassadors. What do you, you, if you're going to smile at me like that, I can't even sing this thing. <laughs> I'm smiling with She's you. Giggling. I'm smiling All right, with so you. here we go. Okay. We are in the world, but not of the world. We're ambassadors for Christ. Our citizenship is in heaven above. We're ambassadors for the king above. We're ambassadors for Christ. We're ambassadors for Christ. There it is. I like that. Wow. That's catchy. You remember. 
Yeah, I remember that thing. Cool. That's good. Went okay. and watched my wife cheer at basketball games, so I had to remember that because you're saying <laughs> that at every basketball game. No, it was great, man. It was uh, it was it, it was awesome, but I never broke it down at that time, but now I can. Yeah. That what we're ambassadors of, and this is how you can know you stand with God and he stands with you, you know it's God's righteousness and not yours that saves you. That it's Jesus' righteous life and death that paved the way for the salvation of your life. You're so convinced of this that as a child of God, you know who gets the credit and you're eager to admit it. See, we're ambassadors for Christ. There's something about, if you can say, Carl, I'm with you on that one. But if there's, that's great. But if there's something inside you that goes, you know what? No, I, I think I bring a little something. You don't know God. Yeah, if you think you bring something to the table, mm-mm. <laughs> no, we don't bring anything to the table, and that's not denigrating you. No, oh. I mean you've done good things, but that won't earn you salvation. Only the blood of Jesus and those that know how sweet and powerful this salvation is, they go, "I am eager to admit I brought nothing to the table." Isn't that a freeing thing? It is a freeing thing. It's it's so – and it doesn't like – I guess if you look at the natural feelings of the world, it wouldn't because you're like, I want the credit. But if for some reason, unexplainably, it is one of the most relieving things just to be able to give all the credit to Christ. It's just sweet. It feels good in your soul. I'm going to do something really different here this morning. I'm asking you to call in, and I'm going to ask you to say – Today, on air, with a phone call, all credit and glory to God, because Mm -hmm. this is what I was, but now I'm found. I know it's not Freedom Friday. I get it. It's a Monday. But I'm just asking you to illustrate this and to echo this and to just put a stake in the ground that says, all glory to God, no credit to me, and here's why. Yeah. And there's something so healthy about that, because then you realize, oh, my goodness, This is just bringing me back to rock-solid theology. Because you know what can creep in? A sense in which maybe I did bring a little something to this. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not as totally empty and void of righteousness as I once thought. You know, Mm -hmm. guys, apart from the righteousness of Christ, we got nothing. But in him, we got the world. Give me a call right now, 312-274-9624. What's your story that you know it's all God and it's not you at all and you're willing to admit it? 312-274-9624. Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsor Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. You know that moment when you get totally transformed by God, there is... I mean, there is no question I brought nothing to the table. And it's a powerful thing because you realize, man, this God of grace, this isn't grace just to get me across kind of the finish line. This is a grace to turn me around. We're born with our backs to God. But God, by his grace, grabs hold of us and says, kid, this way. And when we realize I can't do it, it's a freeing thing. You got a story, Young Thunder. Yeah. So for me, you know, I grew up in church. I I was raised in a family that loved Jesus and was faithful in telling me about Jesus. Uh, And I thought I knew Jesus, you know, for a long time. 
Uh, it turns out, you know, I, I recognized this a couple years ago that I didn't really know him. I believed the, that he existed, but I didn't have any heart intention of following him. And that just wasn't what I what I really kind of wanted to do with my life. Quick comma there. That's yeah. a big deal because and here's why, guys, we talk about this a lot around here. And by the way, this isn't anything to be freaked out about. No, this is just one of those things that you go, OK, this is good. Mm-hmm. Young Thunder raised. He's a pastor's kid. Yeah. You were raised in it, around it. You could sing those songs. Absolutely. I'll bet sometimes you sang them with gusto. I did. Maybe even sometimes I had tears in my eyes on things. Okay, that's interesting. You know, but but at the same time, I I know looking back where my heart was at, and I wasn't there. What was going on while you were at Moody? So you're going through, you're getting your degree, you're cooking along. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a powerful story, by the way, Young Thunder. Yeah, absolutely. I think when I was at Moody, I think that's when God, you know, started to do things in my heart. Yes. I I started to learn things. Uh, and, and the more I kind of got into it, the more I began to understand, the more excited I got. I, I re- remember genuine excitement in terms of, you know, learning about God and, and, you know, feeling like I understood more about him. Yes. Um, but it, it wasn't changing my the way I was living. That's still that's all. This is this is also super encouraging. Yeah. And and awesome for someone who says, well, I get fired up about learning new things about God mm-hmm. because we can get fired up about learning new things about anything. Yeah. So you've got to be careful with that. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, you know, I. I learn new things about football because I really like football, but football hasn't changed my life. You know, I it doesn't it's not helping me to be a good athlete. The things that I'm learning and the things I was learning about God weren't helping me to be a disciple because I was I was keeping them kind of in this box area over here. And and you had no ability to leverage those that way because. You still had your back to God. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, keep going. And this is so good to go through, dude. Yeah, it, it is. It is good to go through. And so it wasn't until a couple of years ago, my my first year of marriage, I felt like God was really calling me to 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 do something, to open up open up this area of my life. And I didn't want to. I I was very against it. Uh, I wanted to keep these things to myself. And I wasn't willing to let anybody else in it. And that was a part of my rebellion to God. And I was like, nope, nope, nope. I really started to focus on God's got grace for me. God forgives me. God's okay with me. All of those things. Uh, Because I was I was justifying my own mistakes and my own inability to follow him. Uh, And in the midst of justifying that to myself, trying to calm myself down from like a panic attack I was going in. uh, That's real. Yeah, it is. I God in his grace sent me through two weeks of depression and anxiety uh, in a level I've never felt it before. Uh, and th- I was trying to get out of it by justifying and saying, God's got grace for me. He loves my, me. All these my heart things. went out to you at that time because yeah. you were on radio at that time and, was. and you were going through it. And I, I remember we're hurt, thinking, we're hurting watching him. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And I knew something's going on yeah. here, but then here's hard. what was going on. Here's the good thing. Is he in the midst of that? God spoke to me a word in my heart. I can hear it clear as day saying, why do you call me Lord and do not do what I say? And at that point, it struck me. I, I didn't have the ability to fight back those things with my earlier justifications anymore. And it didn't it wasn't right in that moment that I immediately fell to my knees and had this big moment. It, it was a short time after that. 
However, God finally broke me. And that was the start of the breaking. And I know, and all the credit goes to God on this, because I look at the evidence of my life and I look at the things where I had no conviction or or conviction was easily waved off until there was no longer any conviction uh, because I was justifying. I didn't care. I was I was uh, I was just kind of stuck there and saying, you know what, I'm fine with being stuck there. I don't care. And it was that ambivalence, that's the word I'm thinking of, ambivalence towards the things of God, that it, that was all me. And that part of me was still there. But God said, I'm done with you doing that. I am going to make it impossible for you to keep doing that. And so I look at the evidence of my life saying, yeah, that part was all me. And I recognized that there was no part of me that wanted that to change at all. But God didn't take that for an answer anymore. And it was all him that changed my heart. It's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah. Boom. Oof. I want you to just really think about this for a moment. Can you say, with absolute clarity, like we're called to. Paul calls us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 to be ambassadors for Christ, proclaiming to the world that we're convinced God gets the credit for everything in your life. Mm-hmm. It's his work of grace that saved you, and you brought nothing to the table. That's a freeing thing, isn't it, Young Thunder? It's a freeing thing. And I will tell you what, the gospel never seems so beautiful yeah, than, that's good word. than when he finally grabs your heart in that way. Man, like because that. you know you had nothing to do with it. And when you know you had nothing to do with it, the love of the gospel pours out in a way that it couldn't have otherwise. Yeah. It's a powerful thing. And in that, that moment, you know what we, you can't create that moment. That even is God's work of grace, that moment that he brings you to, but you're right. Young thunder. That's so well articulated. And God's given you this awesome gift to articulate. Praise God. Truth. I want to ask you, do you have a story to tell that's just as simple as I take no credit? It is all God because that's the story of salvation. And I don't know how many of you are ready to call in right now. I get thousands of you listening right now. But if God's spirit is asking you to call and add some, maybe a little bit of detail to that, just briefly, just a few sentences. You know you stand with God because you can say, like Young Thunder does, it's all him. I brought nothing to this. Mm -hmm. That is the threshold of authentic relationship with God. 312-274-9624. I'll say it slow. 312-274-9624. Give us a call. Jonathan, I love you, hot dog. I love you too, brother. 
living life for Jesus and having a blast in the process. We're Carling Crew Mornings. As a child of God, you know who gets the credit, and you are eager to admit it, that it's not you, it's God. Gary in Chicago, what do you say, Gary? Yeah, uh, well, when I was in high school, actually my first year of high school, my my family moved um, into Salt Lake City, Utah in March, and it was terrible because it was March, and uh, I I was very lonely, and I started going to church. Um, I, I had a little bit of Christian experience before that, but I really had no interest in God or the Bible or anything like that, but I started going to church, and it was through actually the direct ministry of my Sunday school teacher and my youth group leader that I really um, began to understand the gospel. I also felt the love of Christ through the fellowship that I had there. Yes. And yes. Yeah. Right, right there in Mormon, Utah, I got, I got saved in a, in a church, a Christian church there. Um, And so I, because of the fact that I had no, not much experience with church or God. And um, I really wasn't, like interested, um, I really feel like that had nothing to do with me and that God was just drawing me to himself. And, you know, that's, that's how I got saved. Boom, Um, Gary. Boom, Gary. That is right on, bro. That's incredible. Thank you for calling in. That's what we're talking about, guys. We're asking you, do you have stories like Gary where it's like, and that's what a, what a cool wrinkle. I knew this would add different layers. I didn't know that would, we'd begin with that one, which is a cool one, which Mm is I'm lonely. Yeah. But he had no desire for God or the scriptures, but that sweet fellowship and the love of God that came through people turned his life around. He gets no credit because he got sidewinder missiled by the grace of God. It's so cool to think of all of the different ways that God gets the credit for these things, and we yes. can't take any of it. Yeah. So many different scenarios and situations. Taking your calls. Load them up, guys. We've got seven lines available. That's it. Right now, I'm asking you to fill them up right now. 312-274-9624. How do you know that you stand with God? One of those ways is knowing that it, this is all God. I, I don't get any credit for this. And that's such a freeing thing. You know, the most powerful people in this world admit their powerlessness when God saved them. The most powerful people in this world readily acknowledge I was powerless. That's it. When God saved me. 312-274-9624. Boom Crew. Celebrate what God is doing in you. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. There's something powerful when you know God gets every bit of credit. It's not like, yeah, I brought a little something in here. No, it's when God's done it all, not by works, so that we can't boast. Yeah. Yeah. Taking your calls. How do you know, absolutely know, God gets the credit? 312-274-9624. Richard, first-time caller, St. John, what do you say? I know that God saved me besides the fact that he gave me the very air that I breathed and everything because it was 2013. I had cancer, and he brought me through that. But that's when I decided I was going to read the Bible and prove that this was all a hoax. So I started to read the Bible, and I read it all the way through. And by the time I read it all the way through, God had changed me to believe that this was true, that he had sent Jesus as my Savior. And there was no hoax and all that. 
I can't explain how my heart changed. I know. I don't even I don't even know how it did. But it was transformed and I was truly saved through the blood of Christ because he did that not because I was intellectually smart enough to prove him wrong because he was loving enough to change me. Oh, that's all I know. <laughs> Richard, Whoa. some profound stuff, man. Oh, my Richard, goodness. first time caller. You're in the boom crew. Yes, right? Richard from St. John. Thank you so much, oh, Richard. Man. So well put. Yeah. I mean, how perfect a testimony. Yes. Just beautiful. How do you know that you know you get no credit? God gets all the credit. And you notice something. Look at the common theme here. Sometimes you might say, oh, man, to admit I, I did nothing. I mean, isn't that, isn't that weak? No. In our weakness, he is strong. It's a prevailing theological theme that's repeated over and over again in Scripture. And you've got a word to throw in the mix here. 312-274-9624. You know, Carl, I was thinking about something you said just before our last break. You said that... Uh, the powerful become powerless as we give ourselves to Jesus. And it just struck in my mind the story of King Nebuchadnezzar in uh, Daniel, the book of Daniel. Uh, he was the king of Babylon and God had already given him a dream that, listen, your kingdom is here, but there's going to be all these kingdoms after you. And then eventually all of them are going to be like dust and there's going to be no trace of them because of the kingdom of God. And, and he'd already received that dream, but he's standing on his roof one day looking over his city. And he says, man, look at all the great things that I've done. I have done. Look at all the things that I've done. And before the words are finished coming out of his mouth, God speaks to him and says, I am going to make you like a beast of the fields for seven years. And he did his his nails grew out like beasts talons and he roamed like an animal for seven years. And at the end of seven years, he looked up to God and God restored him and he became a believer a in God, a disciple of God, because he was powerless and he looked up to God. You there is no chance King Nebuchadnezzar takes any credit from that situation because God in his love makes all of us who think we are powerful, powerless to come to him. Zacchaeus took no credit. Nope. Peter took no credit. Zero. Paul took no credit. Absolutely not. The woman at the well took no credit. Mm -hmm. Story after story, guys. Yeah. The gospel is that God did it. What's your story? 312-274-9624. Talking about Jesus and having fun while doing it. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Holding on the horn here is Frank. I got to hear this, yes. man. You want to give God all the glory, right, Frank? Give us your story, my man. Good morning, everybody. My name is Frank, and I'm coming out of Chicago. Uh, my friend invited me to a wedding during a time that I was uh, in a very dark place. I was into drugs. I was selling drugs. And I went to this church, and in the service itself, I felt a building or a voice telling me that this is where I belong, and I'm going to run away, but I'm still going to come back. At first, I thought I was crazy. I couldn't believe that I was hearing this. And it's true. I, 
I left the church with something inside of me, and I didn't want to return, but here I am. That happened in 2011. I was baptized. I actually lived at the church for a while. I've read the Bible many times, and I've tried to disprove that God was real, and it's just not happening. And I am a solid believer in God, and I give all the glory to changing my life, giving me a brand new start, and it has nothing to do with anybody but him. Right on, Frank. Boom, brother. Boom, boom, boom. That's what we're talking about today. Praise God. 312-274-9624, taking your stories. Oh, I want to give this to you because uh, somebody said they're going into work and uh, promised you a blog. I've got a blog for you that will help you. Have you been a person that has felt like, I don't know where I stand with God, really? And the reason that I've felt strongly about this week is that several times when we have freedom stories and people call us and um, then we'll get text messages, sometimes we'll get people who will indicate, uh, boy, I, I, I thought I gave my life to Christ, but I don't know if I really am his and he is mine. Scripture is the only way to battle this because the scriptures are loaded with evidence of how you know God stands with you and you stand with him. I want you to text the word stand right now if you need this resource. And I'm asking you to use this, not your feelings, not your emotions, not experiences of the past, but where you stand right now to confirm or deny where you stand with God. Text the word STAND to our number here, and we'll get this out to you. We've given this out a ton. This this thing's been downloaded, I would guess, 50,000 times. You can't even put a number on it. Yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. 50,000, maybe 60. And I'm asking you to come and get it. Text the word STAND to 312-274-9624. 312-274-9624. Taking your stories. We're going to stick with this for a little bit here. Second yeah. Corinthians chapter 5 indicates clearly we're ambassadors for Christ. And we're ambassadors for Christ because Christ did it all. We're not ambassadors for religion. We're not ambassadors for a denomination. We're ambassadors for Christ because he did it all. 312-274-9624. You got a story. We're going to take it. Give us a call right now. You know that it was all Christ. All credit goes to him. You got nothing in this thing. All you did is what Young Thunder said. You just believed. And Mm -hmm. even that, it's like, that's, you might say, well, didn't I do something? I had the the stuff to believe. Well, (laughs) you look at your analogy of a blue sky is a good one. Yeah, absolutely. You take uh, Carl who says, Jonathan. Did you know the sky is blue? Maybe I've never seen the sky before. I'm inside. And I just say, you know what? I believe you. I believe that the sky is blue. I didn't do anything. I didn't do this uh, amazing thing by believing you. There's no work involved with me believing you. I did. And as I believed you, something happened. And that's the same thing with Jesus. Uh, Believing is agreeing with him. And what you're agreeing on is that I've done nothing and he's done it all for me. 
And usually it's filled with tears and eyes. Yeah, absolutely. 312-274-9624. These, this blog is going out like cordwood right now, guys. I love yeah. it. On a cold winter day. It's a good one. <laughs> Text the word stand to 312-274-9624. Uh, we're going to double back top of the hour to the first one of these nine. We're going to go back to Father Abraham. Going from believers of Jesus to followers of Jesus. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Boom. That's what we're all about here. Uh, this is so good. I got so many things in my heart right now I want to say. So let me go with Lint. That thing that Matt McNeely, our manager, just said was really good. It was good. It was good. Sometimes it's this little stuff that causes this disconnect mm-hmm. between us and God. And God wants to change that. And I mean radically. How cool is that, guys? That's so amazing. It's How a cool blessing. I'm so grateful. <laughs> Thankful for that. So we're going to break it down here. Coming up here in a little bit, we're going to go back to Father Abraham. Why'd they call him Father Abraham? Think about that a second. Why'd they call him Father Abraham? If you get the answer to that one, by the way, text me right now, 312-274-9624. Why in the world do they call Abraham Father Abraham with seven sons? Seven I was sons waiting for you to break into two. Abraham. Seven sons? Is well, it many sons? Ma- many sons. Many, many sons. Me. I thought, brain gassing right now. <laughs> well, he did have many seven. Sons. <laughs> and many sons had Father Abraham. And how does the rest of it I go? am one, I of, am them, one of them. And, and so, so are you. you. So let's just praise the Lord. Lord. And then you have left hand, right hand. Why yeah. did we do that? I don't know. Because you got to make it fun for the kids. Why did I come up with seven sons? I don't know why you came up with seven sons. <laughs> Still coming out of this bug, guys. You crack me up. 312-274-9624. I got time for one more story here before the top of the hour. Do you know that you know that you know that you stand with God, he stands with you, and you had zero credit in it? Zero. 312-274-9624. Two, four. Give us a call right now. This is Mac Powell. See, we're new creations. The old is gone. The new has come. It's not us, guys. It's all his grace. Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsor Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Now, I feel prompted to tell you something. Friday, we got a surprise for you. Allie and I are going to be out at Morningstar Mission in Joliet. Now, they impact Joliet, but major areas well beyond that. It's become a hub of gospel ministry. Let me tell you what's going on. When we look at people that are out in the cold on the streets and we see what's happening, I I know all of us have a sense of, oh, I wish I could do something. Yeah. But I kind of wish I could do something that was linked to the gospel. Yeah. Because sometimes you give a five spot, you give a 10 spot, and and you know good and well some of that's just going to go just it's a shot of whiskey mm-hmm. and or something like that. Now, some people need food and Absolutely. or then they might go get food with it. But you you kind of wonder what's going on. And no matter what, you want to link it to the gospel. You want to do it in Jesus name. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can do that by way of just spending some time on a street with someone and talking with them, hearing their story, seeing what you can do to help. But on Friday, we're going to be out at Morningstar, and they. this is what I love about this ministry. Not only do they sponsor our studio, this is the first time ever we're going to go out there and do a live broadcast. Yeah, so they, they are ministering to people who are homeless and cold, man, and, I mean, desperate for help. 
but they're doing it in the name of Jesus. They are bold with the gospel, not manipulative, but they are watching people come to Jesus, and it is powerhouse ministry. So if you've been wondering, you know, where do I, what do I do? I want to, on Friday, we're going to have you a way to give some shekels to a ministry that is, you can go to bed that night and go, you know what? I really responded to God's call on my life to help guys that are guys and gals that are on and kids that are on the yeah. streets. Cause they minister to families, guys. They do mm-hmm. families. They have housing. That's right. They have food every day and people are coming there for counsel, job placement, you name it. Strategic ministry, very effective, just good souls of folks out there. So, Save your shekels up for Friday because we're going to be going for it. I mean, powering down on rescue kits and the whole enchilada. I, it's going to be exciting. It's I gonna can't be, wait. It's going to be great. I'm fired up about it. Chris Seagard just packing a bunch of stuff out. Our tech guy. He is. He oh. was just loading up his rig. He's got stuff, suitcases full of things. <laughs> I just opened the door for him out yeah. there in the lobby. Oh. And he's hauling it out right now to, to do a site visit and get ready for that. So I it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. You know, I want you to know, I get it. People want to know what they don't know. This is why DNA tests are done to find out who's my dad. Where's my mom? Mm-hmm. Those things are real. Yeah. yeah. But there's no more important thing to know than where you stand with God and if God's standing with you. And not knowing where you stand with God can be debilitating. It can be hard. There's another group of people, and that might be you, by the way. This week, we're focusing just on that. We got nine ways for you to know you stand with God and he stands with you. But this is a resource that can be utilized in another way. And I'm just, I'm going full Pastor Carl on you here. I know the temptation because love, sometimes love how do I say this? I want to mark my words here. Sometimes love, even as a healthy motivation, and our desire for our kids to win can cause us to pull down the blinders of objectivity and to step into subjectivity. We love our kids so much adult kids, grandkids, little kids, that we can cause ourselves to get clouded in our view of what's really going on. We've all seen this happen. We're well-meaning parents, and you hear a story of something that went down at school, and sometimes it's hard to hold on to objectivity and go, all right, Johnny wasn't right on this one. And by the way, we don't want to be, and I know you don't want to be that parent that's like, oh, my Johnny never does anything wrong because that just leads you nowhere. And by the way, that's a perfect metaphor for the spiritual life. Because when you have a perspective that my Johnny does nothing wrong, first off, you're wrong because Johnny does get it wrong. Yes, he does. And you're ripping off Johnny because you can't parent him well. That's right. And in like manner, when it comes to Johnny's spiritual condition, no matter who your Johnny is or your Lisa is in this world, no matter who that person is, 
the greatest gift you can give your kids as a parent, grandparent, uh, the greatest gift you can give your neighbor, that maybe that friend at church that you love, but you got a real concern for them. Let's just say you know your feet are on the rock. But you're concerned for someone that you love a lot. And sometimes love can be blinding. But real love holds on to objectivity. By the way, quick parenting tip here. Remain objective with your kiddos. Don't let your love for your kids. I know you love them. I love my kids too. Don't let them blind you to the facts. Just the facts. Facts are healthy things. Have you ever noticed that, guys? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Facts yeah. are healthy things. Accepting them hurt, is healthier. But they're healthy. Yeah, and they may hurt, but they're healthy. And the tendency is to go by feelings and by the seat of our pants. And sometimes love, uh, as a pastor, I've seen this so many times, love can cause parents to find any slice of hope to hang on to, and I'm not against that. Hold on to hope, but keep your objective lenses on. And what are the lenses? They're the word of God. Because the greatest gift you can give your kids, and by the way, the greatest prayers to pray are right prayers, praying rightly. It'd be a bummer to pray that your kid would get turned on to God again if they were never authentically in Christ to begin with. Mm. See the futileness of that prayer? And you might say, well, Carl, I don't know, uh, because, and I've had so many parents come to me with this, and and I've felt the same things myself before. And so there's zero condemnation here. I'm just loving you enough to tell you full-on truth here. It's it's easy to hold on to. My kids showed certain sensitivities to God when they wept one time over something. But Young Thunder shared here just a couple hours ago, Mm -hmm. you cried tears in a church. Absolutely. You sang loud in a church. 100%. You memorized verses, I'll bet you, in a church. I sure did. (laughs) I won candy bars for those verses I memorized. It's a funny thing. All our churches, that's something that's never changed. You can still get candy bars for verses. (laughs) Uh, God, though, has something more than that for you. He wants you to know where you stand with God and if God stands with you. And the same tool that... God uses to let you know that his word is the same objective lens that you can have when you're praying for your kids. And I'm going to be this bold. I've had this conversation before with people and they're like, yeah. And, uh, uh, and we get down to the end of it. And I, I, I remember one about six months ago where, where the guy, we got done to the end of the conversation he goes, yeah, I, I, I think, I, I, I think my kid's a believer. Well, don't think, Yeah. look at the word of God Yeah. and then honestly go, boy, where do they stand on this one? And this isn't, by the way, this exercising judgment and being judgmental are two different things, but exercising judgment is wisdom and love. Imagine not exercising judgment when you're raising your kids about school and homework and all oh, that. Oh, boy. That's a disaster. <laughs> well, same thing with the spiritual condition of your kids. One of the things that I love to do here with this morning show, and it's so cool, is to help people not only take their next step with God, but sometimes step 
into full confidence of who you are in Jesus Christ. Now listen, here's a reality. Satan and his demonic forces, we're in a spiritual realm. We're going to constantly come at us with all kinds of accusations. You're going to hear voices that make you doubt your faith. You're going to have people that you're going to question people's love for you who love you. I mean, the list goes on and on. But that doesn't mean we have to be paralyzed. We can have absolute confidence of where we stand with God, and it's always anchored in truth. So the first one we've been tackling here this morning is, you know you stand with God and he stands with you when you believe that God's plan for your life is best and that he alone can turn your life around. And that you can't receive this life apart from God and his grace. There's eight more of these. I'd love for you to check them out. Just text it right now. Yeah, text the word STAND, the word STAND, to 312-274-9624-312-274-9624. Giving hope directly from the source. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. How do you know you stand with God when you have believed God in your life? You've believed God to set you free from substance. You've believed God to restore your marriage. You've believed God, fill in the blank. You've believed God to make sense of the wreck that you've made of your finances. That is belief that saves a soul. And is God that practical? Yeah, he came to save you from yourself and from the mess that you've made. And by the way, is that you right now? You've never believed him for that. Then today you need to know that you stand with God and that he stands with you. And there's only one way, belief. Believing that God will do the unimaginable and humanly unattainable. That's why it has nothing to do with you, your salvation. Nothing. And if that's you right now, I want you to pray with me. God, right now this person listening has got stuff in their life that seems overwhelming, and you've gotten their attention this morning. I praise you. I thank you. And right now, I'm asking you to bring the weight of the impossible on this person right now. Weight them down with it. The, just the general feeling, life doesn't work. Weight them down with it. And now give them a glimpse of your mercy. And show them the stars in their lives. Give them a vision for what will be when they give their life to you right now in this moment. And Father, as you work right now, I I just pray you will just cut through all the fog, open up hearts right now, and come on in right now. And I'm asking you right now, to pray with me. Yeah, you driving, you at home, you in the office, you wherever you are, walking out on a walk right now, right now. Yeah, I'm asking you to pray with me. You can pray with your eyes open. And just say, Jesus, I believe for the first time. I believe you for things unimaginable. And I'm willing to say it, things unattainable. I can't do it. And I thank you for this moment in time when you have shown me that I need to believe in you for the first time in my life. I willfully admit I'm a mess. I have sin. 
I willfully admit there's a lot of things I can't do in my life that need your power. I've sinned. I've missed the mark. And you sent your son to be the substitute for me to live a life that I couldn't live so that I can be alive and free. And I give you my life today. Tell him that. I give you my life today. I give you my past. I give you my present. I give you my future. Every bit of it. First time. Never before prayed like this, right? Okay. I give it all to you. And right now, as you are uttering those prayers from your heart, huge release, huge freedom. If you listen close, you can hear chains hitting the ground. Yep. God, I thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray it. Amen. If that's you, I want to help you right now. We got a little blog, and I'm ready for you to come look at it. It'll help you take your first steps with Jesus. Your first steps. You've never before really believed Jesus for the impossible and the unimaginable. But today's the day. Text the word welcome to 312-274-9624. Text the word welcome to 312-274-9624. And I just want to tell you, welcome to the family of God, a whole bunch of other people who have faith like Abraham because he's the father. His life is a template for all who believe. Text the word welcome as soon as you can. Get to the side of the road. Pull over somewhere. And just text the word welcome to 312-274-9624. welcome to the family. 0411, welcome to the family. Welcome to all of you right now. All across Chicagoland, no matter where you are, if you're listening online, just text in. 2426, welcome to the family. Just keep them coming here, guys. That's you, isn't it, my friend? And you, and you, and you. 0303, welcome to the family. Uh, 0308, welcome to the family. Way to go, guys. God is the one who changes everything. 8304, welcome. 0233, welcome. 3436, welcome. This is how you know you stand with God and he stands with you. Way to go. 6395-0308, welcome to the family. See, when we come to the end of ourselves and look at the life we've made, And then God says to us, look at the stars in the sky, kid. And I can repair everything that you have constructed to this point in time. New life begins. Put your faith in Jesus today. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.